time for another edition of the Sean and G podcast. It is Lockdown Thoughts with Sean and G. And G, we have a very special guest for this edition of the podcast. Before we get to him, because um, quite a few of our listeners will know who he is, but G, before we get to that, how are you going on this evening? Good afternoon, Sean. I'm good, mate. I'm I'm very good. I'm very good. And yeah, we do have Jack coming in on this one, which is which is exciting. Um, we're taking a step back in time, which has been a common theme of this podcast. When was the last time you saw Jack? I actually did think about this uh, when when Jack agreed to come on, um, and we might we might bring Jack in, but he might remember a. A um an eighteenth birthday party. Well, this is what I remember. We might have seen each other after that, but uh, an eighteenth birthday party um at at the P Hotel. Oh. <laughs> I remember that one too. <laughs> oh, and and before we introduce Jack, even though we've mentioned his name, gee, we we had a confession a few weeks back on the show, and one of those confessions, I'm going to put him in it, came from Jack. Uh, and as we bring Jack into the show, Jack, can you say a big hello to our handful of listeners? We've got multiple listeners now. Could you say hello and just let us know what that confession was? G'day, fellas. Thanks very much for having me. Um, this is uh, extremely exciting. Um, but yes, my confession. Um, so I confess. So during COVID, I've tried to like level up my drinking. Um, that makes me sound like I want to become some kind of alcoholic or something, which is not what I mean. I just mean I want to stop relying 100% on beers. So I decided to uh, start drinking some whiskey, um, but I but I still just picked the cheapest bottle that's <laughs> uh, So you're the bottom shelf whiskey drinker. That's me. Yep. The <laughs> I'm on the the Ballantine's finest, or as I have uh, handily crossed out the finest and replaced it with cheapest. <laughs> my great auntie god rest her soul she was she was a lover of the Ballantines, so she'll be very happy to know that you're on Ballantines this evening jack and gee what about for you we must ask is is mandatory for lockdown thoughts what are you sipping on this evening well i've, I've stayed i've stayed with the habiki which if there were shelves and uh, Ballantines was on the bottom habiki wouldn't be in the same room <laughs> it hails it hails from uh japan it's it's a japanese suntory whiskey which is um pretty close to home for jack actually and the reason i've uh chosen to drink this one i've actually been sitting on it for a 12 months um it, it was um given to me as a 30th birthday present and i wasn't sure when to drink it and i'm 10 and 31 this week so i thought what a good time to bust it out and gee, I'm glad you said that because I was going to throw you in it anyway. But I am drinking a delicious um, drop of single malt myself. And it's the one that you got me for my birthday. And I decided to pour myself a glass this evening because it is, of course, your birthday. So a big cheers to you. Cheers. Cheers, fellas. And what a Happy good birthday. time to reminisce. <laughs> now, it is all about mental health during COVID this particular episode and what better option than to bring in a guest like jack who to be honest he's he's endured quite a handful of lockdowns the the weeks and the months are racking up in in total jack um but how are you doing how are you going how's the family during this next round of lockdown 
Yeah. So yeah, I'm in Melbourne. Um, so yeah, I've endured the, 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 the breadth of the majority of lockdowns that we've had. Um, I actually started a new job the week that the state of emergency was announced um, in Victoria. So I did, uh, I think, two days in um, the office, which was a co-working space, and then have spent the rest of the time um, at home. Um, so it's been a been a huge adjustment in that sense of just trying to go out, go from working into an office every day to having to figure out how to work from home. But everyone's going through that. But yeah, mental health, I think it's a subject that's like really close to my heart. Um, and I think as we go through this pandemic, it, it, it's for me, I think it's sort of brought forward some of the underlying mental health issues that I struggle with. Um, mm. So like I read this article a little while ago and it explained how like the type of stress that we feel during this, during massive events like this is like this different type of stress because it's triggering our whole flight or fight response. Mm -hmm. And um, as people, we want to resolve those feelings basically. And because this situation just can't be resolved, we sit with this unresolved level of tension, just floating around and sort of affecting our mental state all the time. So I've noticed that, especially in this most recent lockdown, and I think there's a lot of people in Sydney and definitely a lot of people in Melbourne feeling this way of just like this this last lockdown, it's this most recent lockdown, it should feel the same as the other ones that we've been through, but it just feels harder. It feels like it's more taxing on our mental state. And like I know that I've I've noticed that I'm not as emotionally resilient as I usually am. Um, like I, I definitely can feel myself getting knocked around a little bit by this this whole lockdown. Um, and yeah, so like, that's, that's what I've noticed. And it's sort of figuring out different strategies and different ways to take you out of that sort of brutal mind space that you can find yourself in. The, the fight or flight, um, analogy is quite interesting to me, Jack, because I mean, a big, big ups to you for, for re revealing some of that this evening to, to G and I and also our listeners, but for anyone that's endured any sort of trauma in their life, their ability to be able to make the right decisions during that moment where it is fight or flight is severely impacted as well. And for you, um, you're, you're a husband, you're, you're a father, how is it on your family? Yeah, so that, that's that's the kind of thing that, that that's, for me, that's where I noticed my sort of resilience being less lessened than it was um, outside of lockdown where, you know, I'm sure everyone goes through this where you may sort of, you, you're so close with your, your partner that you may take it out on them a little bit. If you're feeling um, stresses from work and things like that, uh, you may be a little bit more short. And I, that's what I noticed is I was, I was more short with my, with my wife. I was um, less uh, patient with my daughter, things like that. And I say was like these things have passed. It's things I'm trying to be more conscious of and trying to work to get through them, but it's definitely stuff that I'm, I'm still working, working through at the moment. Now, the listeners would be listening to you, Jack, thinking, geez, what an eloquent guy, what a what a you know, well rounded human that's able to speak from both the heart and the mind. But I wanna turn back the clock a little bit because Jack, I reckon the last time we we're in a, a a room together, we've been to the pub together, we've been at as G had mentioned, um, that there was some birthday parties and whatnot. But I wanna take your mind back to year eleven at school. And I want to let the listeners know one of your little tricks that used to wind me up. 
Um, we had a we had a certain lesson, a certain <laughs> class. It was one that we picked uh, just simply to bunk off, basically, for an hour. Um, our friends were doing things like metalwork and woodwork. Uh, I think G was doing something as well, like you know, physical education. And you and I decided for a laugh, let's do family studies, um, which was all about getting ready to have a baby. And the teacher <laughs> had a knack, right? Because what she liked to do was she liked to go around the room and you all had to read a paragraph from the textbook. And lo and behold, without doubt, Every time it was my turn to read from the textbook out loud to the class, you <laughs> would make this little fart noise with your hands <laughs> and it would make me laugh. But the problem was that no one else could hear the fart noise. Only I could hear it. And I would start laughing and the teacher would say, Sean, what's funny? And I couldn't say Jack's making fart noises because no one else could hear it. So I just had to roll with the punches, endure the fart noises, <laughs> read as best as I could, get through my paragraph, and then move on. And it was traumatic, Jack. It was traumatic. Do you remember that? I, I must say, I do not remember that at all. I definitely remember you and I would make that sound. I think I can still make it now. That's the noise. That's the um, so, yeah, I remember us making that noise. I don't remember myself being such a comic genius, though. It's just perfect setup. Well, just, just on that, just on that, I was just thinking, like, that was Jack's forte. Like, he, he, he would be the, the class clown within the class, but he wouldn't, the teacher wouldn't be alerted to it. So you, as, a, as a classmate, you'd know. Yes. Like, but, the yes. but he'd get you to be alerted. So, like, and, and exactly what happened to you, Sean, eh? Like, so Jack and I used to do geography together, and um, I won't mention the teacher's name. But no, mention his name. He'll like it. <laughs> well, well, Mr. Cullen, he had a tendency to <laughs> to read, or not even read, just talk with his eyes closed. <laughs> and, um, Jack would always always lean over and say to me, "Do you know why he's talking with his eyes closed?" And I'd, you know, like, no, like, who knows why? And he goes. Because he has the notes written on the back of his eyelids. <laughs> uh, then I would laugh. Obviously, I would laugh out loud. And then Mr. Cullen would open his eyes and see me laughing and the rest of the class laughing, thinking that it was me that instigated, you know, this 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 trouble. But it was actually Mr. Trainer over there again, yeah, Jeez. operating wow. in the shadows. <laughs> Jeez, I don't remember myself being this uh, kind of uh, strategic well, mastermind with these <laughs> with these jokes, but shout out to me, this is great. <laughs> but just um, just, look, just to just to elaborate on that, both both those stories actually, which are, which are great stories. Um, being the good podcaster that I am, I listen to other podcasters, and um, listening to the Joe Rogan show, he mentioned that one of the the issues in mental health was uh, you know through the pandemic is that people tend to reminisce or mm. you know hindsight is is a big pe th thing people do when they have a lot of time on their hands yeah. and a lot of time to think and um so look i'd encourage anyone who's listening that that is finding a bit of a battle with that regard um do exactly what we just did um it is good to reminisce but remember the good things the positive things and, and have a laugh as opposed to the negative things that you can't change yeah, well said, G. Well said. 
Because it is your birthday, G, I also wanted to mention to you that um, while I'm enjoy- enjoying this delicious single malt, I've also got a packet of salt and vinegar chips on the table with me. <laughs> and I wonder whether you remember the tradition that you instilled in our relationship from the age of six and above when we would purchase a packet of salt and vinegar chips. What would be – can you tell the listeners and tell Jack? Jack wouldn't know this story. But what was mandatory when you purchased a bag of salt and vinegar chips? you got to open the bag and smell it. That's exactly right, Jack. What you need to do is you open the bag and as the, the vinegar, which has just been building up in the suppression of a closed bag, when you open it up, you need to put your nose inside the bag and just enjoy the fumes of salt and vinegar before you're allowed to even have a single chip. Wow. Okay. I'm a, I'm a big salt and vinegar fan. I definitely that's that's my chip of choice. That's for sure. But I don't know if I can I don't know if I can handle that. Are you doing the are you, are you going on the the kettles when you're doing that? The real the real tough salt and vinegar. That is the only the only oh. the one and only. <laughs> okay. Good. I agree with that. That's for sure. Mate, you are punishing yourself by taking in that much vinegar. He's a resilient character. You got to bask in the ambience. I'm a man of flavor. <laughs> He's the man that doesn't have a shower before two p.m. You got to bask in the end. Let's uh, let's carry on. Let's move forward. Now, one of the other things, folks, is the idea of post-lockdown. Mental health as we await an easing of restrictions. So we've had a few people message into us saying that whilst at the moment being in lockdown, it's a challenge, and people are dealing with it as best they can, as Jack you alluded to. But the prospect of emerging and then even going to, say, the pub surrounded by hundreds of people, that's got them a little bit anxious now, the prospect of being around a lot of people. Can you guys relate to this, the idea that we're going from very much isolation, maybe one or two people, depending if we're we're living alone or not, but then all of a sudden there's going to be a date that comes around and you're going to be surrounded by hundreds of people. Can you relate to this listener of ours who is feeling slightly anxious about that? I definitely can. Um, I know um, in that brief period um, this year where uh, sort of the first big lockdown finished and and, uh, we were free to roam the streets again, um, I remember going to uh, markets in Fitzroy um, and just walking around the markets and just feeling like this low-level anxiety sort of throbbing through me of like i really? don't feel comfortable around all these people anymore wow um and it was just something that took some time to 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 get over some exposure go go out and go to shopping centers and things like that be around where lots of people are going to be just to get used to the idea of of doing that again gee what about you um lockdown for you having moved from the city to the country you've largely escaped a lot of the drama that Jack's described. But as of recent, you guys have been in lockdown and and it's been a bit tough. You've still been able to ride the mountain bike, but the prospect of the pubs opening up, can you relate to, from, from a regional perspective, the idea of surrounding yourself with a crowd at the moment? Yeah, that's the that's the standpoint. Um, you know, from a regional standpoint, it, it's not really because it, it was like that, you know, things were quite normal for such a long time and, yeah, the past three to four weeks, things have been very different. But um, I agree with Jack because I flew down to Melbourne 
back in March for a family 40th. And it wasn't, you know, t- t- typically a trip down to Melbourne is always very exciting and there's a lot to look forward to, but it was far from it. And it actually put me off traveling interstate. And I I'll probably wouldn't do that again until things were really open. So, yeah, I guess I do have a bit of anxiety about traveling, you know, to, to Sydney or Melbourne. But uh, from a regional standpoint, things are okay up here. Well, if it makes you feel any better, G, I've got some news and exclusive for the show tonight, and that is that yours truly is now fully vaccinated, two doses. So I join you this evening with the good news. Uh, and we like we don't like to get political, and, and we're all about individuals making choices that are right for them. We're not saying everyone go and get vaccinated. But for me personally, I was fit and able, and I made the decision that suited me personally to get vaccinated. Um, and I just wanted to share that one with you guys that, gee, Jack, when the time is right and you want to come to Sydney for a visit, I will be fully vaccinated for your benefit. Um, we've had a lot of people also message in saying things around the vaccine and, and some questions around, you know, putting foreign bodies uh, into you uh, in, I guess, the, the way of a vaccine. Um I was reading the pamphlet after the vaccine. It talks about that it's not actually injecting you with a bit of the virus, which I thought it was. I thought they give you a bit of the virus, you build up immunity, and then you're sweet like you do with other things. I remember, I don't know, back in high school and primary school, you got vaccines and they give you a little bit of the meningococcal or whatever it might be, and you rebound and you're good. I learned that this particular vaccine, it's injecting you with some protein, and then you basically, it's mimicking the virus without actually putting it in you. I had no idea, but it was good to know because I just have three eggs, which are high in protein, and I feel like my body's uh, well adjusted for a protein dose. Um, boys, are you proud of me? Are you proud of Sean? He's fully vaxxed. Extremely proud. I'm, I'm very proud of you. I'm, I've only uh, I've only had one myself. I got I got it the first day that um, uh, AstraZeneca. You're allowed to get AstraZeneca in our age group. Um, I jumped on it immediately. Um, so yeah, I, I hope to be fully vaccinated uh, soon as well. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Good stuff, mate. And, um, yeah, look, I'll, I'll take you up on that offer. Um, once things open up, I'll definitely come down to Sydney and check things out. Talking about checking things out, I wanted to check out another one of the messages we got in, um, and it was around whether you guys remember uh, another character we went to school with, a Mr. Far, Mr. Dempsey Far. Do you guys remember Dempsey? How could you forget? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you guys also remember that there was a period of time? And the reason our listeners dialed this one in was it was around um, in preparation of mental health, picking up hobbies and trying different things, getting back into music. And someone, for whatever reason, the reminiscing, as we've said, is good as long as you're not you're doing your best not to dwell on things that you cannot change. Now, one thing we were all blessed with was I don't know how long it was ago, guys, but maybe seven or eight years ago, our good friend Dempsey turned to a little bit of rap and he came out as MC Honest. Do you guys remember MC Honest? (laughs) I did say a bit of MC Honest. Once again, how how could anyone forget? Uh, all black everything with a little bit of red. I remember those bars. 
that was that was a rapper for a little bit as well. Come on, let's let's not just throw rappers under the bus altogether. Hey, we're not throwing under the bus. We're saying it's a good thing. It's good for uh, building up the uh, the repertoire of of hobbies and skills and and having a crack, which was really what it's all about. Jack, I remember going to a show at the Coffs Hotel where you yeah. uh, did a bit of a, a rap, and it was really cool. And there was this at the very end. It was the last song of the set, and this girl came up and she took the mic and she sung a little bit at the end. And I thought, wow, that was really nice, quite seamless. And then it turned out at the end that she wasn't even part of the group. Uh, you didn't even know who she was. She just was ad-libbing and threw a little bit of a, a little verse over the top. I don't know if you remember that one, but it, it always stuck with me. No, yeah, I do remember that. Um, I think I actually do know who she was, um, a little bit of a uh, rogue, uh, a rogue operator on the coffs, on the coffs town uh, back in the day, um, often pulling moves like that. Um, mm. But yeah, I think that was actually the last time we saw each other in person. Sean was when wow. you came, you came to that that little gig back Would in you- a, a past life when I was chasing that bliss and so dream. And she's been uh, she's been missing ever since. Is that what? <laughs> no, please would don't say be, that. Would you be prepared, prepared to put a year on it, Jack? When was that show? Um, so I moved to Sydney in 2014, and that's sort of when the dream sort of changed from from rap into into radio. And that's that's when the focus changed. So it would have been before then. I'd say it would have been either 2012 or 2013. Mm-hmm. And what uh, was your rap name, Jack? Oh, I had the really creative rap name of Jack T. Mm. <laughs> Used to call me. Drink, is that because you drink a lot of tea, or what was oh, it? Oh, I'm all over the tea. I can't get enough of tea. Um, I really, uh, G-Man used to call me J Train in high school. It felt like you were you were angling for that to be my rap name for for quite a while. Should have telling you what. If you stuck with J Train, you wouldn't have finished routine, <laughs> mate. You'd still be going. That's true. <laughs> You're right. Guys, another one as well in, in terms of mental health, um, the working from home, the Zoom calls, the homeschooling, it's a battle for a lot of people that have messaged in saying, look, they're just juggling a few too many things. Um, but there's also like this this feeling that if you are juggling too much, right, and if you are feeling a bit down, that you're not allowed to complain about it or you're not allowed to feel sorry for yourself or that you're just not allowed to process your own emotions because of Afghanistan. Now, guys, it's been a couple of weeks that Taliban's taken over Kabul as well as the rest of the country. And we've seen a lot of scenes. We've seen guys fling, uh, you know, fleeing. We've seen them clinging onto airplanes. But this idea that our own personal well-being has to take second place for the moment because we need to feel sorry for those in Afghanistan. Can you guys relate to this, Jack? You're, you've been you've endured more than most in this country, uh, whether you are you know aware of that or not. You really have. Now, this idea that you need to put your own mental well-being to one side because people need to be aware of what's happening in Afghanistan with the Taliban. What's your view on that one? Uh, yeah, that's 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 a very uh, that's a complex um, uh, thing to to put forward, isn't it? It's um, I definitely think we do need to be aware of what's going on in Afghanistan. That's for sure. I think some of those images yeah. we've seen are incredibly striking, um, and I'm not really equipped to be able to like I'm not a foreign policy expert or anything like that. Um, it's not something I'm I'm really looking into a lot. Um, 
But I, I don't, there's, I think that comes down to an idea of like a false equivalency, which is so common in, in discourse nowadays, where there's two things are made which aren't really ample comparisons. They're not apples and apples. They're very much apples and oranges. And that's used to shut down conversation. And I think that happens on all sides of uh, conversation. Um, so yeah, and in my in my view, I think it's fine to be aware of what's happening, but this situation that we are all in is completely unprecedented. I know we said that at the end of every email that we sent in 2020, <laughs> but this situation is totally unprecedented and it's totally fine for you to allow yourself to have a bad day during this time. So this we're is, saying that people in lockdown, the, the idea that people in lockdown are not allowed to complain, we're putting that in the bin. We're saying that that's utter, utter you know what? Yeah, well, yeah look, I think... As I say, I'm not a Afghanistan expert, so I'm not totally comfortable making making any uh, sweeping recommendations in terms in 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 terms of that specific situation. But I, I definitely think there's there's different situations. Everyone's going through problems. Just because someone has it worse than you doesn't mean that you don't have it bad. So you, as I say, allow yourself permission to struggle. Um, because it's hard. And, you know, if some days all you feel like doing is, as you've said earlier, reminiscing um, and focusing on happy memories, I'd hope, or going back and binge watching something on Netflix that you've seen a hundred times before, if that's the thing that's going to get you through the day, if that's going to help you build up some emotional or mental resilience, then, then do it. If you have someone who's safe to complain to, then complain to them. But, you know, if you're finding yourself in situations where you're complaining to people you don't know and then they're throwing it back in your face and telling you that you have no right to complain, it's probably you probably need to do some time figuring out who the safe people are that you have to talk to in your life. So talking about things that you can complain about, G, <laughs> a question for you. So this talk of Afghanistan, and, and again, none of us are foreign policy experts, so let's not pretend that we are for even a moment. But the idea of Afghanistan being being conquered, I mean, Alexander the Great couldn't do it. So the idea that America in, in the 21st century could do it um, is a bit ridiculous to me when you think of the complex tribal system that they have in Afghanistan. But we won't go into the foreign policy too much. What I want to ask you, G, is for me, the thing that comes to mind when I think of foreign troops in Afghanistan for long periods of time is the mattresses that they have to sleep on. Because when I'm booking a hostel, when I've I've done a lot of travel, the first thing I look at is the reviews and I do a keyword search for mattress or bed and I look at the photos and I want to know what's the mattress set up. <laughs> Gee, am I alone here or do you care about a good night's sleep as well? I think everyone cares about a good night's sleep. And, um, yeah, that the mattress certainly plays a key part in that. So you've got to have a, a comfy comfy mattress and make sure you've got your pillows and everything sorted. Are you a soft mattress guy or a hard mattress guy? That's that's what I want to know. <laughs> I'm just a mattress guy, man. When you grow up, <laughs> you, know, you sleep on the floor, you sleep on the couch. Um, so you just give me a – even if it looks like a mattress with a pillow. It'll do. I'm, do you I'm guys pretty... remember? Um, do you remember? Do you remember the former uh, president of Italy, Berlusconi? Remember him? Yeah, he was the bunga bunga party guy. You know, he used to have. He was what <laughs> eighty years old. He was having orgies. He had a thirty year old girlfriend. Remember him? Shout out to him. He sounds like he's doing great. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I remember when there was an earthquake, right, in, in, in Italy, and a whole bunch of people were homeless because of this earthquake, and they set up emergency tents and, and whatnot. And Berlusconi comes out and he says, guys, I just want you to treat this like it's camping. Just pretend you're on a camping trip uh, and you'll have a good time. Thoughts? Is that the right way to handle it? <laughs> I think without a doubt, no, that's, that's not the right way to handle it. Did he not care enough about the mattress as well? Because, again, if I was the president of Italy, the first question I'm saying is what quality mattress are we giving the homeless? Uh, <laughs> I love that we said let's not get into foreign policy and now we're <laughs> quizzing you quizzing us on what uh, a leader who is long out of out of power is he still around I don't even know who he's he's around is. I I I looked this up through the week and it turns out that he he dumped his um his girlfriend of twelve years she's not twelve years old they were together for twelve years um he dumped her after she was thirty four years old. He's dumped her for a 30-year-old model. So he's he's got an extra four years back. And he's 83 now, Berlusconi. So shout out to Big B. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, I don't even know how to respond right now. This is amazing. This is the best podcast I've ever been on. So we spoke about this idea about feeling anxious about post-lockdown and being around uh, large crowds. Uh, I want to talk about maybe some coping mechanisms or, or ways that we can handle situations that make us anxious. And I've got one for you guys. Uh, for me, the prospect of being in a crowd doesn't so much make me anxious. What makes me anxious is the idea that when we get out of lockdown and we're back at the pub, small talk. I'm just not – I don't have a lot of good chat. Can you help me out? See, that's been the thing throughout the, the pandemic, hasn't it, is that we've all had this little resting piece of small talk to be able to go to. At the start of your Zoom meetings, you can say, how are you coping in lockdown? And you just get that, and that's enough. That's, that's enough sort of five minutes of chat. Then you can dive into the real meeting at that point. It kind of replaced the weather chat, didn't it? It did. So yeah, no, that's that's a really great point. How do we how do we uh, get away from that? I assume after we do make it out, the topic is going to be how are you coping now that you're out of lockdown? That's that's going to be it for a little while. Yeah, but that's got an expiry date. I hope yeah. so. Yeah, I, I, I think I reckon there's going to be this overwhelming excitement when you first have the option to get out there and the conversations going to take care of itself really but in terms of you know you're just going to be excited to see people and and to be out interacting and be out for a meal be out for a drink whatever it may be and there'll, there'll be plenty to catch up on but i think in terms of coping mechanisms and just reiterating what uh, jack sort of touched on to your question um in regards to people not dealing with things i think it's just important to focus on the positives um day, day to day i mean every day has its own ups and downs but if you just focus on the positives and focus on what you can do and, and what you can't do and as opposed to what you can't do then you will find a way to get through one day at a time wise words g not such wise words uh were the words from our tour host uh during the year 11 camping trip to mount warning 
Um, gee, were you were banished from the campsite for eating <laughs> all of the chocolate brownies that were made for the whole group. <laughs> Look, I remember this one? The podcast, it's good to reminisce about positive stories. <laughs> Me eating all the brownies, um, you know, can't confirm or deny if that story is true and and what what happened there but that's not a good story could you confirm or deny another certain story that involved the following morning so after you've you've absolutely devoured allegedly. the group's brownies allegedly um we set off to climb mount warning and for those that are tuning in that aren't familiar with mount warning or Meb- or uh, Wollumbin, as it's called by the traditional owners uh, is one of the peaks, uh, the higher mountains, um, not the highest mountain in New South Wales, but but one of them uh, up on the the north coast, the, the the Northern Rivers area before you get to the Queensland border. Went up there year, year 11, so I don't know how, we must be about 16 years old, 16, 17. And the whole idea was meant to be like sort of boy becomes man moment where we get up in the morning at you know, three in the morning and we start climbing the mountain and we're meant to get there to the top of the mountain and then the sun rises and you have this, I mean, you know, listeners at home, we went to a Christian school, all right? So it was like meant to be this whole big boom, there you go, that's life. Meant to be this huge moment. And, gee, do you remember how your trip up the mountain was? <laughs> I didn't get all the way up the mountain. <laughs> Why did you not get up the mountain? What was holding you back from getting up the mountain? Because I was with you you and our guest for a substantial period of time as we climbed the mountain but a point came when i said fellas i'll catch you later what happened yeah look and and i think you know that was a when i look back at it it, i look back with deep regret um because i should have carried on too and made it to the summit i was so close it was 150 meters up and i would have watched the sunrise but i i um you know in true Aussie fashion I was stuck with my mate who was feeling unwell um <laughs> that was an interesting reason why he was feeling unwell <laughs> Jack uh, sorry is this, story you, is this a story you remember um I yeah no I will look let's let's just uh straighten up I was I was that friend um <laughs> and yeah the the reason uh G didn't make it to the top of the hill is because he was saddled with the an albatross around his neck in me um so look uh I don't remember <laughs> to tell you the truth I don't remember why I was sick I don't remember anything like that I just remember uh having a terrible time trying to get up that goddamn mountain that's for sure <laughs> What what was the reason that I was sick? What 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 cockamamie story did I con, con, concoct? Uh, well, I may have eaten the brownies the night before, but uh, you had to drop a brownie. <laughs> <laughs> you were fine after that, Jack. Yeah, no. Know. Yeah, no. It um, happens. It happens. Yeah, I, to, to, if if that's what it was, because yeah, I do remember that. I remember um, uh, uh, probably breaking breaking several rules and heading off the track and um, just just dropping my gut somewhere. Um, but the, you had that trouble as well, my my friend G. Towards the end, you were you could barely walk. Well, you had oh, twenty four so. brownies, and you see what happens, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> But I used it as fuel. I was going to get to the top. <laughs> oh, yeah, you were going to. You, you wanted to cop out just like I did. You, you loved it the moment that I gave you that uh, that, that escape rope. Um, right. jail Jack, free Jack, let's not turn on each other here. <laughs> I'm turning on everybody. Let's shift the focus to, to Sean who bailed on us in exactly. our time of need. Yeah. And he look, guys, 
Guys, I left you with my torch. I went up the rest of the mountain without a torch. It was dark, and I ended up with wet feet because there was puddles the whole way. So I, I did endure a little bit, but I must say, if I had my time over, I'd probably have put Jack on my back and carried him up. Um, but if I also had my time over, I probably wouldn't have gone through with the following week when we returned to school. And our good friend Jack had the week off school uh, just because he can. Um, no no reason required. And I, uh, being really the bad friend that I was, and because it's all about mental health during COVID, I wanted to get this off my chest. But I'd actually, um, I told one person that Jack was off sick because he had hemorrhoids. And <laughs> you son of a gun. What the hell? The all these years is- later. The problem is that that one person then told another person that all of a sudden it spreads like wildfire and the whole school thought that Jack was off for the week because of his hemorrhoids. And Jack, you probably don't remember this, but I remember and I, I really had to compose myself. But when you came back the following Monday, our good friend Nam, who um, <laughs> I'm sure we all remember, he asked you when you first got to the school, he said, Jack, good to see you back. How's the hemorrhoids? And you looked at him and you stared at him going, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, and I just had to, I said, I had to stay silent. I've stayed silent ever since. Uh, but Jack, I'm sorry you didn't get to the top of Mount Warning. Um, and I'm sorry that I had spread that rumor that you had hemorrhoids. Wow. There we go. I don't remember. I don't remember our good friend uh, Nam Gumanam uh, coming in and, and telling me about that. Jeez, um, oh, I have I have really bad memory of high school. It turns out I do not remember anything that happened. Though what I do remember is on that trip uh, to the top of uh, Mount Warning um, when G Man and myself decided to stop. Um, I was carrying um, the the breakfast uh, that some of the people were going to have. So. Uh, G-Man and myself just sat down and enjoyed ourselves a nice breakfast. Uh, we didn't have to share with anyone. It was it was wonderful. Quite romantic. Oh, I know. Yes. We, we looked into each other's eyes for a long time. All that was missing was a lovely sunrise. But anyway, if you got to the top, you would have seen it. See, the thing oh. is, there was an opening in the trees where we were standing, so we could actually see directly out off the side of the mountain. We saw the sunrise. We, we actually – I remember – this part I remember well. We had a, we had a grand old time. Yeah, not the first breakfast I've stolen and won't be the last. (laughs) (laughs) Now, it is, of course, that time of the episode for investigating the trend. And, gee, what have you got for us this week? Yeah, look, I, um, you know, we we have had a good chat and a bit of a laugh, but on a serious note, um, there are some trends there which are, you know, um, it's it's good. It's a good time to check in on your family and your friends, and just make sure that you know they are okay. And I think just from personal experience as well, when you think uh, of being in lockdown and and not being out and about, you probably tend to drop off a bit on your communication. Um, but it's actually a good time to pick that up. So just a reminder to everyone. You know, we're almost at the finish line. We're almost through this, but until we are, continue to be um, in communication with your family and friends and and don't let that that drop off and um, and spiral um, in, a, in a negative way. Um, but some trends that uh, I wanted to discuss with you guys was that basically we've seen a, a bit of a jump in people looking for help um, and, and a bit of, you know, guidance and support 
um, with with mental health. And the, the common age group may actually surprise you guys, and I'll get your thoughts on this, but it's actually between the ages of 18 and 25. Wow. Um, so, yeah, does that surprise you, or do you think there's a reason behind that? Well, the thing that and, – and this probably brings Jack into this equation because he's based down in Victoria, but I heard through the week building on this trend that – the number of uh, teenagers that are being admitted for uh, mental health challenges uh, has gone up exponentially, particularly over the last month. And I, I reckon this is probably tied with um, with school and the HSC and, and future plans and, and a lot of that really being thrown out the window. Um, Jack, do you have anything for us there with what's going on down your way? What I can speak to is... Um uh, two things, basically. I can speak to what I've seen in terms of uh, younger people. Um, so uh, prior to my current job um, in the, the podcast space, I worked for an, an organisation called Joy, which is a LGBTIQA plus radio station. Um, and I, I worked with a lot of uh, younger people while I was there, teaching them how to be radio broadcasters and things like that. And cool. a common thing I saw was that... Um, the young people were really free with talking about mental health issues in a way that I probably would never be comfortable with. Um, and that's why I'm sort of trying to come to conversations like this and be a little bit more open than I normally would be. Um, and I remember specifically speaking to one of my friends um, and I was like, hey, how's your day? What have you been up to? And she just said, oh, yeah, I just went to my shrink. And my reaction was oh. like a straight white man. I'm just like, oh, you don't and tell people that kind of stuff. That's the kind of thing you, you keep to yourself. Um, so I think there's a real trend in terms of uh, younger people being more, more open about how they're feeling with their mental health and um, talking about what they're doing. And, and in that view and in that spirit, um, in terms of me um, looking at uh, trying to be more open around my mental health, like I have actually, in, in the past few weeks, I've sought out the help of a, of a therapist and I'm going to be going to a therapist for the very first time in the next couple of weeks. So I think it's it's the kind of thing that if there's one benefit that comes from this is us being more open about mental health struggles and things like that yeah. Um, yeah. Is, is probably good for everyone. It was always something that was described to me, the difference between America and Australia was in America, you're crazy if you don't have a therapist and in Australia, you're crazy if you do have one. And Jack, you're right that there's that stigma attached to it in Australia when you hear of somebody who you know, mentions that they've just had a session with their therapist. There's still, it's almost like a taboo topic. Um, mm. But it's great to see that the next generation coming through aren't really buying into that stigma and they're able to talk freely about going to their therapist or, you know, having challenges with their mental health. So, yeah, that's an interesting insight that builds on that trend. Um, G, anything else you had for us in terms of the trends this week? Yeah, well, the, the insights you guys offered are, are exactly that. So, you know, it is – we live in, an, in a very much a social media age, so it is easy to often compare to, you know, the, the things you see – on, on your social media and you know it's not it's not reality um so always good to just take a step back and just evaluate where you are and for younger people um you know what jack's just revealed there is is um really good really good information and it's a, just a reminder to everyone whether you're 18 to 25 as um some of the stats show obviously that's an age where you're growing um and, and you're you're used 
to to being out and about and and socializing and you know you're in a growth phase of your life or whether you are older and um you know it is okay to seek uh, i guess someone to to help you through that or guide you through that mm. and i won't go into it too much but the new south wales government has committed a, a lot of funds to, to support agencies so being september it is are you okay month um so you know a, a simple conversation and as i said earlier i'd always encourage more communication between yourself your friends and your family as opposed to reducing that yeah great point there g um speaking of more communication as well i really wanted to give a shout out to and i gave them a shout out last episode uh, but a shout out to the below average Joes uh, because, you know, this particular lockdown, it has been a challenge for me as well, um, not just on the, the home front, but but also the work front uh, and just all around that mental well-being. But a big shout out to the below average Joes. Last weekend, I was lucky to go for a walk with, with Ben, uh, which was just what I needed. I've been uh, doing some Arvo runs with Nacho, morning swims with Ollie and an Arvo dip with... Uh, with Joe, and it's just been an absolute blessing. So, uh, and I'm looking forward to this this weekend, boys, uh, and interested in your thoughts on this one. But but this weekend, uh, me and uh, Samba were going to play a bit of frisbee on Saturday. So, uh, guys, any tips for frisbee? I got tips for frisbee. I, I, I can't believe I have an answer to that question. Um, <laughs> but. What you need to do is, my friends and I discovered this in uh, back in Coffs actually, um, that there is a type of frisbee um, which throws better than than any other. This almost sounds like I'm sponsored by this company, so cut this out if you need to. Um, but we the, are the uh, podcast of unpaid plugs. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It. <laughs> plug whoever you want. We don't get yeah. So it's called the Aerobi Super Disc, Aerobi, um, and it is an incredible, incredible frisbee. You can get the, you can get some real distance going on that thing. I think you can find them in uh, your, your local Kmart. Just go to www.aerobi. <laughs> <laughs> Click and collect. Cheers, uh, Jack. Uh, the Aerobi Super Disc is that A E A E A E Aerobi, like Aerobi. Aerobi. Oh, like an aeroplane. Cool. All right. I've got it. Even a dum-dum like me can figure that one out. Uh, gee, any Frisbee thoughts your way? No. No, it sounds like I'll have to make a trip to Kmart if I do need one. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it has been an absolute pleasure having a yarn with you this evening. Jack, thanks for being our special guest. I'm sorry we put you in it at several times throughout the podcast, but for G and I, it was such a good laugh. We really enjoyed catching up with you. It's been too long. Stay sane, uh, stay healthy during lockdown. It won't be long. And then the three of us can get together for a bit of a catch up in not too long. This has been the Sean and G podcast. It's lockdown thoughts. This has been about mental health during COVID. Ciao for now.